This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Zephyr CMS. It's a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. You can find them at ZephyrCMS.com. More about this later in the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Laura Gassner-Odding. She's a keynote speaker, author and founder, and chief catalyzing officer at Limitless Possibility. Also the author of a book that you may recall we profiled when it came out, Limitless, How to Ignore Everybody, Carve Your Own Path, and Live Your Best Life. But there's just a lot that's gone on lately that we probably ought to revisit this subject. So, Laura, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me back. So a lot of times when authors write books, particularly what I would call a self-development book, I mean, in that category, um, the author themselves um, develops and grows and <laughs> changes and has a new view. Your book is titled Limitless. I wonder if your view of what limitless is or means has evolved since you've written the book. Well, my own definition of the book actually has evolved since I wrote it. When I first wrote the book, I actually thought I wrote a business book. This is a book about how do you figure out what means, what meaningful work is, and then create a career to do it. And then I started getting media attention, and I got I got um, invited to the Today Show and Good Morning America and all these places, and they were asking me questions me that their audience was like, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, what are you talking about? Why would I like the book doesn't make any sense for those? It's a business book. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for business people. And they're like, yeah, but, and what I realized is that I didn't write a business book. I actually wrote a personal development self-help book. And then I had this like, oh God, I wrote a self-help book. Oh, terrible. Until I realized that self-help is actually, all business books are actually self-help books. Because it turns out that you need to give people some help when you've learned something, but they have to bring the self. And when they bring the self, it's a whole lot of work because they have to be willing to change and to grow. And so any great leader has gone through a ton of personal development. So, you know, just the idea that that business books are personal development books just in and of itself was, was a, a, a huge learning for me. But I've also learned to find my own voice because when I first started speaking from the book, I was absolutely speaking like, here's how a TED speaker speaks, right? I was like doing the whole, this is what speaking looks like. And what I realized is nobody wants that. What they really want is your true, authentic self. They want the person that you bring to the best of what you do all the time to be the person who's up there on that stage talking to them because then they can see themselves in you. So... As a professional speaker, as many professional speakers, um, you're not doing exactly what you were doing uh, three months ago. Uh, one of the things I've seen you, you may have been doing it already, but certainly uh, amplified um, your, your messaging on Facebook and doing lives and, you know, kind of spreading, uh, spreading the word. I, I've personally enjoyed uh, your messages. You know, a lot of people, I think, jumped in early and it was like, what to do now? You know, how to address times in COVID? And, and I think pretty quickly, that got really old, um, in my view, at least. And and I think what you've been sharing is a little more of your, some of your personal feelings, but also, you know, you, I will say you've gotten in people's faces a couple of times about this whole, <laughs> like, how to deal. Um, and then you got in your own face uh, this week um, about how you're dealing. So yeah. you, you want to talk about that? You know, I, 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 I used to be, I uh, used to be introduced on stage as a kick in the ass wrapped in a warm hug. And so <laughs> I think I've done a little bit of both. You know, it's funny. I never did 
video. I never did Facebook Live. I never did Instagram Live or LinkedIn Live. I just, I hated it. I thought it was like, uh, just, it was very uncomfortable for me. And suddenly I I just needed human connection. And I'm, I'm kind of a raging introvert. You know, I'm your typical speaker who gets on stage and has a one-way conversation with the audience. Um, but I realized I needed human connection. So I just, I showed up on Facebook one morning, just trying to try out the new camera setup, the mic, the lights, just to see if I could figure it out. And, and people joined and we had a conversation and then I tried the next day because I had to figure out a new thing and the next day and the next day and people kept showing up. So now it's been 10 weeks and I'm still showing up every day on Facebook every morning and I'm just having a conversation. And it's been fascinating that, you know, that people have come and I've really had this opportunity to do this instant focus group with people that are in my tribe about what it is that they want from me. And I think it's helped me in my own journey. And so I spent a lot of time the last couple of months having this massive pity party for myself that suddenly the stage was gone, right? Like I was just at this point where my speaking career was taking off. I was speaking in front of 2,500 people and 4,000 people and the book's selling and it's going to paperback and it's translated to multiple different languages and everything is rosy and boom, COVID hits. And suddenly it was like, wah, wah, it's gone. And I was like, COVID is stopping me from running my business. COVID is stopping me from getting on planes. COVID is stopping me from, you know, being on stage and, and, and doing everything that I've worked so hard to build. And then I had this moment of realization that COVID isn't stopping me. I'm stopping myself. It's my own creativity. It's my lack of creativity. It's, it is the fact that I define what I do by the way it's always been done. Right. I decided that just because speaking has always been undone on stage, I have to do it that way. Just because the stages and audience came in one form, it had to be done that way. Just because I couldn't get in front of 5,000 people, man, I couldn't have a big stage. And then what I realized was I actually have an opportunity now to have an even bigger stage. All I need is a camera and a microphone. And because I'm 49, some good lighting. And <laughs> And and that puts me in front of possibly millions of people. And there's no gatekeeper telling me I can't do it. There's nobody deciding what my topic should be. There's no one saying that I have to, you know, only use this language or only speak that way or I have to dress a certain way. I can actually figure out my and I can put it out there as much as I want. And so I'm no longer saying I am a speaker. I am a writer. I am an executive coach. I'm a whatever. I'm saying I am an expert in helping people get unstuck. I'm an expert in helping people figure out how, who they are when they're their very best version of themselves and what exactly they need to get to, to get there. And then I'm just finding the way that I can put myself out there on my own. And so I, I'm, I've got on my own face cause I realized that I was blaming COVID for the what was happening to my business, but really, I should have been blaming myself. It sounds a bit uh, limitless if you, when you describe it that way. <laughs> Sorry, it was just there. I had to, to do it. So, you you have created a course around the book uh, now, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But um, you know, one of the starting points I think of of your of the book itself and of the course is this idea of goals. Um, do you think? There's a whole lot of people out there uh, reassessing um, their relationship with with their goals and and their journey, and you know we're kind of almost reimagining what's possible right now. I think there's probably an explosion of that. Yeah, I mean, I know I am, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think there are a lot of us who are saying to ourselves, when life quote unquote returns to normal, 
is the normal that I'm going to go back to really the life that I want? Yeah. And and I and it really hit me when I started hearing everyone and their mother using the term the new normal. Right. And I just had this like organ rejection reaction to that phrase because I don't accept the new normal because I didn't accept the old normal. Like every entrepreneur who was listening to the show didn't accept the old normal, right? Anybody who's working in a company where they are changing the way their industry does things never accepted the old normal. So why are we like, yeah, the new normal, it's just the new normal. I think that's bunk. Like I just, yeah, I just I've, don't want that. I've been calling it the new abnormal, uh, actually. Um, Absolutely, which is probably a better way to describe it. <laughs> Absolutely, I've been saying when we're on the other side of this, yeah, right, yeah, or yeah, as we yeah. move forward. But I keep asking myself several questions. What is the calling that I want to serve? Right. What was the calling I want to serve before? What's the calling I want to serve now? That calling may have been changed by this for 20 years i interviewed leaders who were in these massive moments of career shift and i was i was so blessed to get to hear their stories of left turns and right turns and u-turns and each one of those turns happened because there was um, a cataclysmic moment there was a diagnosis there was a world catastrophe there was something that happened that suddenly they said this is the way i thought life should be and now i can't unsee the way it needs to be and i think a lot of us are having that moment yeah. so i keep asking yeah. myself that question what's the calling i want to serve yeah and it's it's funny i was talking to somebody in a, in a very you know very high up position in a very large uh company he said you know it's been so frustrating the last five years or so because we couldn't change anything. We couldn't do anything. Everybody was happy. It's like, you know, just stay in your lane. He said, now anything goes. It's like, you know, run it up the flagpole. They say, yes, do it, try it, you know? And I think that that's probably happens to a lot of individuals, you know, it's mediocrity, uh, complacency, comfortableness, you know, kind of has us not want to make a change. And now it's like, eh, no choice. That's so true. And what I've been <laughs> saying to people is you are getting better during the shelter in place quarantine force pause time and they're like what are you talking about i'm like i'm 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 gaining weight i'm not exercising i'm not doing work i'm i can't sleep but yes you are getting better and here's the thing you're getting better at being uncomfortable right and what is the thing that stops us ever from changing Anytime you want to change, it's that we don't want to be uncomfortable. So guess what? We're all getting really good at the thing that we need to make the change. So I think, you know, I think that's a pretty silver lining to all this. Yeah, I, I tell you another thing that I, I have seen, and again, it goes right back to the heart of your work, is, you know, everybody pretended to be connected. Um, and I think that there is a an element of connection, um, deeper connection. I mean, the, the way to survive through this was to get closer to people, to get closer to your clients. And I, I feel like there's a, a level of community and connection that I hope sticks around that seem to have come from this as well. I think that's absolutely true. So that's those. That's what I ask. What is what is the thing that I care about? What is the calling I want to serve? And then I ask, what's the work that I can do to connect to that calling? Right. So if there's a problem in the world I want to solve, whether it's you know building my own business or nurturing a family or curing cancer or whatever the thing is, then what's the work I can do to help me get closer to solving that problem? And then for me, the last question is, what's the medium that I'm going to use to do it? And so my medium used to be the stage. Now my medium is the internet, right? Like every business has to think about that. What's your medium going to be? Restaurants, everyone has a new way to think about how they do it. But what we do, what we want to, how we want to show up in the world, that part hasn't changed. You know, today content is everything. So our websites are really content management systems, but they've got to work like one. 
Check out Zephyr. It is a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. It's really easy to use. It's very fast. It uh, won't mess with your SEO. I mean, it really reduces the time and effort to, to launch uh, your client's websites. Beautiful themes, just really fast, profitable way to go. They include an agency services to really kind of make uh, them your plug-and-play dev shop. Check out Zephyr.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-C-M-S.com. I still think there are a lot of people that are going to struggle with getting clear on this idea, though, um, that I think it maybe makes sense. Oh, okay, I just need to figure out my calling or how I want to serve. But there's a whole lot of people that have sat around for years trying to figure that out. Um, and now, like you said, this, there's sort of necessity maybe as, as stirring some of this. But what are some ways that people can gain some clarity about, you know, if, especially if all you're feeling right now is disruption? Yeah, well, I think that I think the the one thing that I want to preface this with is to say that we get calling wrong because we think calling has to be like higher or lofty purpose. And 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 it doesn't. Like some of us are put on this planet to cure cancer or COVID-19. <laughs> Here's hoping. But some of us are put on this planet because we want to nurture a family. We want to build a business. Maybe we want to buy a Maserati and a beach house, right? Like your purpose only has to be your purpose. Going to, you know, feed the lepers in India, Mother Teresa type thing. So I think, you know, as somebody who spent 20 years helping put people in the highest levels of international nonprofits, I am an unimpeachable source on the concept that your purpose doesn't have to be like the white hat. It's it's okay if your purpose is 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 getting out of debt. That's that's totally cool. So I think that's the first thing to say. I think the second thing is to think about what are the things that you do if you were to look at your calendar and and do an assessment of what is on your calendar that you actually love. The things that you do, even if if you get paid for it or if you don't get paid for it, where are the things that you, what do you gravitate towards? And then think about why you do them. Do you do them because they connect you to other people? Do they do them because it makes you feel like you're part of something bigger? Do you do them because it's lining your pockets? Like, what are the reasons that you do the things you do? And then figure out whether or not you're spending a lot of time doing that or not a lot of time doing that. And how can you create a, a life, a career that allows you to do more of those things that you actually love. Your calling isn't this higher lofty thing. It's simply just the gravitational force that gets you out of bed every day. And again, that could be that could be built that could just that that could be you if you are your own calling. If you want to build a business, it could be it could be something uh, wonderful. It could be something that's completely self-centered. It's just your calling. Like no one else gets a vote. Yeah, and one of the most freeing things about that, too, is once you really come to terms with that, like you said, no one else gets a vote, you stop paying attention to what everybody else is doing, saying, you know, feeling, you know, you stop going, oh, how come I don't have that following or how come I don't have that whatever, uh, because you, you know, all that matters is what you're doing. And, and yeah, I mean, I mean, that's probably one of the most freeing things there is. Yeah, again, I mean, the book is called Limitless, How to Ignore Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> to live your best life. So I am a firm believer in that. But I think what happens is that we get told very early on that success is defined one specific myopic singular way. Fastest, most expedient path to the corner office, big house, big car, yeah. big boat, period. And for a lot, you know, I got a, I got an, a, a message from a reader just yesterday saying that he was so relieved to have read my book and realized that his dream of buying an 1800 farmhouse somewhere on a giant plot of land and creating his own energy and, and growing his own food was actually okay. 
I was like, sounds that's amazing. cool, dude. Like, <laughs> sounds amazing to you. I'm a city girl. That sounds horrible to me. But each of us have our own definitions of success and we should live those. And so what I talk about in the book and what I'm, I'm, I have people do actual exercises, um, pretty hard um, catalyzing questions, exercises in the course is to really be honest with themselves about what they actually want out of this one big juicy life we all have on this planet. Yeah. All right. So here's a really tough question. What are you binge watching right now? Oh, so um, I am binge watching. Uh, I'm binge watching Breaking Bad because I never watched it. And my uh, eight, my 17, almost in a couple of weeks, 18 year old son just got really into it. So, of course, you know, I want to do it because I want to talk to him about it. But I also just started watching the show called Run which is by Phoebe Waller-Bridges, who did Fleabag. And it's Mm. about uh, these college sweethearts who went their separate ways, and they always said that if one texts the other the word run, and the other one texts back run, they will leave their lives get on meet at, at at Grand Central Station and take a train all the way to California one week together, no questions asked, and at the end of the week decide if they want to be together or not. And the guy is a motivational speaker. Huh. So I was like, ooh, fascinating. All right, so I have to admit it's um, watching a series called uh, Dead to Me, uh, Christina Applegate. and Oh, I watched the first. Yeah, yeah, so I've gotten sucked into that, but I'm um, getting on to season How's the two. second series? Is it good? I'm just starting the second season. So you watched the whole first season? I watched the whole first season. You know, these shows, I, I'm, I'm sure listeners are, are, are enthralled with this conversation, but uh, the, the, those shows where there's like one premise that if they ever solve the one premise, the show's over, you know, those, show, those shows kind of drive me crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. then they it's take like you up to the brink brain. every week, up to the brink every week. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. Or like, what would we have a show with? So anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> so... Tell us about your course and um, kind of what that was like putting it together, what you hope people get from it, you know, how they can get a deeper dive into not just the book, but really into you. I I, uh, had the uh, uh, pleasure of being able to go uh, check it out, and it's pretty amazing in terms of how you put it together and and the the content that's there. And it's it's visually very – I don't want to say useful, but, I mean, a lot of stuff gets really cluttery, and it's just really, really easy to navigate. Oh, well, thank you. I I appreciate that. And I deeply appreciate that because uh, I did it myself. I'm really proud of myself. Uh, I did it on a platform called Kajabi, which was super, super intuitive, like just super easy to use. Um, And and I, you know, I, I am the kind of entrepreneur that my favorite space in the entrepreneurship journey, everyone has their own favorite space and some people like the whiteboard, but my favorite space is when the front wheels of the aircraft are off the runway and you're still busy making sure that like the tail is being built, right? Like you gotta, you gotta build it. So I, um, here's what I did. I, 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 for a year I was speaking on stages and I would get off stage and people would come up to me in the book signing line and say, that was amazing. How do we dig deeper into the concepts? And I was like, you can't, I have nothing for you. (laughs) And I've been wanting to do a course, but I've been so busy traveling and speaking that I have been able to do it. So, um, as soon as I started hearing news about COVID-19, I thought, oh, I better get this done before I get sick because there'll be a lot of people because I thought we were all going to get sick immediately um, I, because, I, 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 because I think there'll be a lot of people at home. So I I set up the, uh, I announced on Facebook, I'm, I would love some help. 
uh, putting together the final touches on this thing that I've been working on for a year. Who wants to help me? And within an hour, 150 people volunteered. So I had suddenly people that were waiting for it <laughs> had to do it. The front wheels were off the runway. So I set up the yeah, camera. They, they, the they call in the in the course circles. They call that a founder launch. Yeah, absolutely. It was like, it's a commitment strategy, not for the weak of heart. So I set everything up. It took me a day to figure out how to use all the, the technology, all of the the the, 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 the uh, camera, the all the equipment. And then I sat down to finally uh, record the first module and the sun started to set and the sun came in through the window and it totally ruined all my lighting. So I had to do it the next day. So the next day I'm like, I know the sun is in the right place at 10 a.m., and the wrong place by 2 p.m. So I have from 10 to 2 to get this done. So I did it and I got it done and I did as many takes as I needed to so I could be satisfied that the quality was really excellent. Uh, and I did it. And then I spent the next day, you know, editing and putting it up and then creating a PDF. And it comes with this gorgeous um, printed workbook uh, that I, I, we sort of built as we were doing it. And it's absolutely, I'm just so thrilled at how, how beautiful the whole thing came out. But the way the course works is there are eight modules that you go through. Each one has videos, each one has exercises. Um, some are super simple, some are deeply reflective, and each one has additional reading that you can do. And then it comes with um, a Facebook group that where we can go deeper and there's sort of deep dives and opportunities for live coaching through the Facebook uh, group on Fridays. And so it's really an opportunity to go through and and spend some time thinking deeply about what it is you care about, what you love to do in the world, how you want to exercise that, how you want to manifest your values on a daily basis, how do you want to build your career, how do you want to connect to the communities that you love and to you know, work for causes that you hold dear. And and there's really a place for everyone to find what it is that what success means to them because for so long I worked with people who on paper were successful but in reality weren't that happy and th what the course does is it helps people to define what success really means for them and then gives them an actual pathway and an actual framework to get from here to there now is the time to actually do it so uh, Laura tell people where they can find uh, more about you your course the work you're doing yeah, so um, all my good friends call me LGO, so you can find me at heylgo.com, and the course is at heylgo.com slash learn. I say hey glow. I just like it that better that way. It just sounds, <laughs> sounds so warm and fuzzy when you yeah, say Yeah, but it it's hey L-G-O. Oh, it's not G-L-O, is it? I don't know. No. Where, I don't know where Hello, that, I, I, I guess that I makes glow. <laughs> well, that's that's that's. Maybe that's where I came from. Uh, I so. should buy heyglow.com and have that <laughs> redirect, but it's hey LGO. But You're, you know, I've been called worse, so it's okay. <laughs> it, it just looks like that. Oh, well. Now I feel silly because it's uh, clear, clearly that doesn't make any sense, but, uh, but I like it still. All right. So, Laura, it was great uh, catching up with you, and uh, hopefully we'll run into each other someday when we're back out there on the road if that ever happens. That would be incredible. Thank you, John, for having me back. You bet.